I think of Alicia Souza, I think of the fridge magnet in my kitchen with a giant underwear and two girls in that giant underwear holding up the words Chaddi Baddi. I've had it forever and it so perfectly encapsulates Alicia's aesthetic. She's a people's illustrator. She finds beauty, inspiration and humor in the most mundane everyday things. On this episode of Designed for Good, we get a quick tour of Alicia's morning headspace. Like I was born and brought up in in Abu Dhabi, and uh, I still think of it as home, even though I've not been back for ages, and everyone really has left now. Um, and Melbourne was for studying, and I stayed there for a bit longer, and I actually thought I would live there, but then Bangalore happened, and I now it's been about twelve years that I'm here, and uh, yeah, it's it's really nice, and I guess and now this is home. So I all this I kind of think as home in a weird way, but like uh, this is definitely home now. The idea of home is so, um, like it 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 changes so often, especially yes. if, say if um, you know you're moving cities frequently. Yeah. But now yeah. you're saying Bangalore is home. What is what makes Bangalore home for you? I mean, if, apart from the fact that you have been here now for like over a decade. Yeah. Um. I, I. So I think about this a lot because I even though I say this is home, it's usually just means my like immediate space, and usually people make things home. But um. I'm not sure. I, 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 that's one question I keep asking myself only because, uh, it, it never feels complete because obviously you know you have extended memories when you call a place your home, and I don't have that obviously over here. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, so for me personally, I can only call home places where where I work and I live and where like my immediate friends and family live. But my immediate family does not live here. Also, a bunch of friends don't live here. Um, so I just you I call home where I stayed for a while and it feels comfortable. So yeah, this is this is home for that. And it's it's of course like it's this is definitely my son's home because he's born here and this is all he's seen. So uh because of that, I think it makes it more home. Do you think that um, you know, physical space and your surroundings, um, the things that you observe and notice just like daily happenings and things like that do they contribute to your creative process and how you draw and illustrate and what are some things um that you may have let's say changed in your surroundings or at home um to like make that process smoother or easier or more enriching okay um first part of the question is of course like i think especially because i draw about daily life and like things i see around me uh things that are happening it everything that i do in a day and things that i see i like impact what i'm going to draw about and this is my daily type of drawings uh but um on the other hand you were saying like how do i change my space around me i don't usually i'm i pretty much stagnant in where i work i sit in front of a desk and i work though technology has changed that a bit where i can take an ipad and run around and uh draw i think i'm still most comfortable drawing at my desk it's almost um I don't know. It's 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 the environment I prefer the best. Um, I, I I think it just puts me in the space where I can finish uh work. Oh, I think of it as a workspace in a way. So yeah, it's 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 my ideal environment in that way. Do you um draw on the spot also often? Like if you're you know taking your notebook out or like you take your iPad out for a stroll and then you see something that you notice and you really love it and or is like something that you immediately want to draw? Do you sit down and draw it quickly? Or do you just collect that memory and then go back home and do your desk and then draw? Oh, 
That's a, that's a great question. Uh, I absolutely do not draw on the spot, which is very sad, but uh, I am a big keeper of notes and uh, photographs as well. So I definitely take a lot of, I take a lot of photographs, which I sadly don't refer to as much because I just never have time. But notes are a big thing for me. I write in words um, things that I find funny or things that I see and want to draw. So if I say, saw a cat on a swing, I would write cat on a swing instead of, um, you know, draw a quick illustration of a cat on a swing on the spot. Because, of course, also time is a big factor. I'd never ha I'm never in a space where I'm strolling and I get to take a notebook and draw. And I don't think I've had that, um, you know, um, lovely joy for years and years. So uh, it's it's just notes for me. Wow, so you're also a writer, Alicia. <laughs> no, <laughs> writer as in, it's a note writer. So I don't think that ta that, uh, <laughs> that classifies as writer in a way. Uh, what's a ritual that grounds you? Like something that you do every day? <laughs> it's a really weird one, but I'll tell you. Uh, it is having a, I mean, of course, everyone has a bath, but uh, like a shower. But it is my most enjoyable experience in the day is having a shower and it's it's literally my close time where I literally don't get to do something with uh work or like I can't call it work though but like it's it's the part which I enjoy the, it, I look forward to it every single day because I put music on and I go for a shower and it's really short it's not a long I don't have a long hot shower I just have a quick hot shower but that really really is um I don't know it, it really is a highlight of my day it's so random but I enjoy it so much and also I think it's also something that is purely of course only for me and it's in a space that is only mine at that time and also it doesn't it is strangely something uh, uh that is not related to my work um and also that I've been I would have to also continue after my childhood like I used to say I used to, uh cooking dinner was a big thing for me like it was really one of those grounding um, things of my day activities of my day but since my son's been born I've just not had enough time to make dinner every single day uh, or rather like enjoy making dinner every day otherwise it's like quick so um, I definitely have to say shower. <laughs> showering it's my grounding activity it's so so weird to say that I love that and I totally second it because it's winter here in Delhi and oh. like my most recent ritual has been just that like I'll, oh, I'll it's the best and then you get your body to the perfect temperature and yes. you to bed. Right oh my God. Oh God. It is. It's magical. <laughs> it, it really is. It, it truly, truly is. Yes. <laughs> Another like fun, but like maybe um, strange fact that I remember from something that I had watched or heard and you were like, uh, you know, I think you had a series of like things that you were grateful for, right? Oh, that was yeah, how it started. Yeah, and yeah. You were like hot showers, like yeah. they're so underrated. Because yeah, they are know, so not underrated. everyone <laughs> realizes how special they are, and they are so yeah. special. Uh so funny story, like uh so the first calendar I ever made was called the Grateful Calendar. And that that's where you might have heard it from because I got that idea when I was in the shower. And it's so weird that I'm actually not vocally but in my head vocally like I'm so grateful for running water because it's it's something that we, we obviously use every few you know uh, multiple times a day I don't think you understand how amazing it is like a bucket bath is great and all but a shower uh, also because I had a, a ton of years where I had to have bucket baths 
uh, but a shower is like magical. <laughs> so I have to, it's, I'm, I'm genuinely grateful every few days I look up and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. How great is this? <laughs> so we, we asked um, people what they would want to know about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, how you work and your creative process. And everyone's like, what is her routine? After, before my son was born, it was uh, very, very um, scheduled to a T. Now it's a li- very lightly open. When I say lightly open, I mean it's still heavily scheduled. But um, So I have a diary next to me, and it's marked out all the things I have to do in a day. And uh, I, I never stray away from it. Um, so I get up. I'm definitely 100% a morning person if I can't be even more uh recently i've started getting so i usually get up by uh 5 to 5 30 but nowadays i've started getting up a little later because i've really been going to bed a little later again it's a child thing where if your uh kid goes to bed a little later you end up going to bed a little later so um uh yeah so i get up walk my dog uh, and have coffee go to my this is routine every single day it's the same go to my desk and start with emails um until my kid wakes up and then um, uh, it's his breakfast time until he has to go to school, breakfast and play. Um, and then I just start work and I'm working till about uh, two o'clock. That's when I walk my dog again. So he's my uh, scheduled breaker up. <laughs> walk him, have lunch. And um, then I'm actually at, back at my desk again. Uh, but this is uh, post that it's not for client work. Before that, it's all client work. Uh, post that it's like, uh, sometimes personal uh, personal work or like uh, there are so many types of work that I do but okay in short I just work again till about uh, four-ish I try to do a little bit of exercise then and then I have my magical shower and then I make dinner or like eat and then I actually go back and oh then my kid is back and then we play and do all those things and then I actually work a little when he goes to play downstairs and yeah, and then it's the end of the day and then it's time for bed. Um, that's approximately, it's a, it's very boring if you hear it out loud, but it's uh, it's quite fun. I'm, I'm very, very scheduled. Yeah, in that way. Which is why we have a new planner every year. Yeah. So everyone else can also be equally scheduled. Yeah, it definitely, <laughs> definitely comes from the fact that, yeah, I, I schedule a lot. And that's why there are like two versions of it as well. Um, but yeah. <laughs> How has um, Oliver changed the way uh, that you operate at home? I mean, of course, it's like, this is oh, such a long question, but like some small things that, you know, let's say like a corner in the house used to be yours, but now it's like shared by three people. Like, Oh, <laughs> wow. He's he's literally changed everything. I mean, uh, so he's, okay, from, our, from the way our house looks in general, it used to be a very, uh, you know, contemporary uh, adult living space. And now it's like a kindergarten. <laughs> There's toys everywhere and um and I you know what I it, it used to be like ah oh, man our house is such a mess but now I kind of take it in and think it's, it's, it's only going to be a few years before it goes back to being you know uh, a little more adulty because he's going to outgrow all these toys and you know he's not going to have his, his thousand books on uh the tv stand and you know all those things so I kind of like I, I try to soak it in and appreciate it and I think it's good it's kind of adorable um, but yeah, no, my space, I've had to move everything one step higher because now he started taking all the stuff from my desk and, um, yeah, like everything else is pretty, pretty much the same, but every, every space is his space because now he, 
is at that age where everything is accessible to him because if he can't read something he can take a chair to read it so just just thinking of that every time i put something up and knowing that everything can break so i love even if i love something i know if his hands are on it there's a chance it's going to you know break a lot of things by the way we put away because there's just no way uh we cannot risk it breaking or something so it's just put away at this point <laughs> till he's old i guess we got a dog um <laughs> 20 like a pandemic <laughs> oh my I, god a dog my sense of attachment has just yeah. transformed completely like i'm yes. looking at things i own and i'm like do i really want that <laughs> don't then i leave it out in my dog sultana like then obviously she has it and she can do whatever with it you know contrary to popular belief i'm not like a kid person like i i think it's a nice and all that but not 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 like i was never like oh my god kids let's go and talk to them no i was always like dog let's go play with them it was that that anyway not that they are too separate uh but I, i'm just like i lean towards animals a lot more than than humans or kids in general um but um i forgot where i was going with this <laughs> oh what, what was i saying i thought we were talking about sentimental things like i remember seeing books and like pre child and i was like oh my gosh i cannot believe this book has scribbles in it it blows like it blew my mind if i went to like a second hand shop i'm like how could someone let someone scribble in a book and it's so cute you know all those things and now my son like i cannot give him pop up books because he tears it out and then i have to fix it back again and you know what like i it doesn't bother me as much as i thought it would because i think for me now firstly i of course adore him uh, but also i feel like part of his experience is also you know experimenting with tearing and breaking and scribbling and that is not as like you know as lovely as adults would see it um but it's part of their experience in a way so like i said like if there's something like like i don't give him amazing pop up book but if it's his pop up book and he tears it i feel a bit bad and i try to fix it up again but but it wouldn't have bothered me like say pre child where i'd be like what is happening how could someone let their child do that um so i get i i there's a change on pa- change of face in that way i guess in a weird way yeah are you the kind of parent who let um your kid like scribble on the wall uh this also is a weird so george and me used to talk about it so i remember pre child he'd be like oh my god he only get colors in his bedroom um mind you he's not colored on the walls or anything uh there's been one accident where he's like from the glass it went on the wall a bit but it's fine like i i wouldn't maybe there would be boundaries of course i'm not so let goy um it wouldn't make sense for him to scribble all over the house but like if it's near my workspace it really won't bother me as much as like i and it this is a very personal i don't think there's right and wrong with a lot of parenting but um but like something like scribbling on the wall is such a personal preference like um we weren't allowed to scribble on our walls of course uh but there were spaces where i don't think my folks like not don't think my folks really didn't mind um but yeah we were not encouraged to of course <laughs> but i think i might be the same way because i'll give him spaces to draw instead of like you know scribbling anywhere right hey, right alicia yeah. what do you do when you feel um overwhelmed and how do you unclog your mind ha ah, okay so scheduling really helps with that because uh what happens is i tune like i'm forced to tune off rather uh after a certain time and this used to happen way better before my child and after because after my kid um there are instances where uh things that i scheduled i couldn't finish because something would come up and that used to not happen before of course because now i'm manning two schedule that's his and mine um and his is unpredictable sometimes like if he's got 
uh, fever. I can't go back to work um, after, say, my scheduled time or if I have to pick them up from school because, you know, all those things uh, become a big factor. And um, but but having I think scheduled time off definitely helps. Like, say, after five o'clock, you're not going to go back to your desk and, and sticking to it. It's very hard, though, mind you, especially as a freelancer. Um, you you just kind of say, oh, I can finish more. But the thing is that, at least for me, there's never, if I had to put, and I was telling someone the other day, if I put all the work I had to do, uh, it would take me a couple of years to finish, of intense working, to finish all the things. I, and this is just the basic things that I have to do. So um, I think scheduling of work and knowing that there's always going to be something to do. Schedule, sorry, scheduling of time, uh, t- scheduling time off. And knowing what you're doing in your time off, like it could be watching TV. So I, I I don't really sit and watch TV as much. But like, say, if you're doing downtime, whatever it may be, and making sure you do it every single day, I think that's like the best thing you can do. I, I think I answered it like I'm talking to someone else, but that's what I do. <laughs> Sorry. No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, this one's a little bit funny, but <laughs> is your strongest sense, like, is it, um taste or smell sound sight or that i think i think i still think sight though because it's it's definitely uh the sense i i cannot do without let's say not that i can do with any of the i can't do without the other ones but like sight is like the first i yeah i I don't know yeah that would be definitely my, my priority sense if that makes sense like taste is there I love food so much but I feel like I've got a palate that is very um like it's fine I don't know what's the word to it. like it's an it's fine thing like if something's a little burn I'm like it's fine uh, it doesn't bother me like I don't have sensitive uh taste I can make do with a lot of stuff um yeah so possibly sight even though I'm blind-ish <laughs> what's inspiring you currently Ooh, that's nice uh Am I lame to say the word schedule again? Just things that are maybe uh, collabs that are happening next. Like we already in talks. I'm in talks with a couple of brands uh, that uh, we're going to get working on. And that's it's really exciting because they're things I've not worked on before. Uh, that's really, really exciting. That is truly, I think, the most exciting uh, thing that is not going to overwhelm, uh, um, overwhelm me in terms of getting it done, but it's easily possible. And I just have to, yeah, make make it happen. So that's that's what's exciting me for sure. Every year, Alicia comes out with the cutest themed yearly planners and calendars to help you get organized and plan your days better. And this year's desk accessories look absolutely adorable. Like our biggest change is what's in the freebie box. Everyone's most exciting thing as well. Uh, the free, uh, sorry, the planner itself is always based on people what people have said in the past like so say this year um everyone's like you know what let's skip the meal planner which is actually the opposite of what happened everyone's like let's please have the meal planner which i thought people would say so we based everything on everyone's feedback you know what most people like most people don't like and stuff um yeah and and we put we put together it's it's based on the same uh oh very exciting is our new calendar our desk calendar is a little different and it's it's called we we don't we never really stuck a name to it, but it was either Calvin Journal because it transforms itself into a book and you can carry it around. And so that's like way different from our usual ones. Um yeah, that's that's the most exciting thing. But in general, oh my god, and we launched a ton of new accessories, which we've been planning 
for a couple of years now and we just never got like time or manufacturing was a hiccup and this year we finally got it and we sold out like one kit which was amazing and um yeah so like a lot of new new products along with the uh, planner and calendar as well for many of us what we look forward to in alicia's work is how refreshing it is and how relatable she continues to be whether it's her recent aunties and sneakers series or her multiple love letters to a bag of priceless banana chips there's just so much to learn from how she continues to pour parts of her personality into her illustrations uh what would be um I don't want to say advice, but what is something <laughs> that you could, uh, like, that you would tell maybe I don't know, a younger Elisha or, or like a younger illustrator and somebody who's just starting out and they're getting into freelance work. Um, what should they consider or think about as they get into this world? Oh, okay. So um, I'm gonna be nerdy and old and say like honestly, it's you just have to be super. And I keep saying this word diligent with your work. um i really do sound like an auntie i am an auntie so that's fine but uh but like you just have to be really diligent with your work it's not it's like when it comes to illustrating for work it's it's work it technically you work in the way that you're getting paid for it right? there's uh, a submission at hand and it's not a hobby unless unless you have like self deliverables but even then the more you treat it like work the more um it behaves back like work in the way that you're rewarded like you've done a good job and um that's the best advice i can and and keep keep your head down and do your work and not really uh look over your shoulder what is everyone else doing because especially with social media it's really hand that's become the biggest problem of, of youngsters youngsters it seems <laughs> younger or people who are just getting into the field rather um they keep looking at what everyone else is doing and it's not about everyone's journey is different and it's easier saying that than not but um it really is like everyone's journey is different how they start off is different what you know foot in the door they had you know what education they had and all that is different and and everyone's uh, path does not need to be the same and what you get out of it also doesn't need to be the same so uh they just think of what you want and try to achieve that keep your head down work hard that's all and honestly that advice goes for anything uh and anyone in in, in any field and honestly that's the advice i would give or uh, all even he's older as well because it doesn't matter if he's in this field or he's an engineer or he's a whatever plumber if he wants to be um just doing your work doing it well uh being on time uh putting the hard work in and oh also one good thing is working uh working smart uh while working hard i don't think you need to work smart only but i think you should work hard and smart let's say tomorrow you woke mm-hmm. up and you mm-hmm. had the choice to be anybody and Ooh. like not an illustrator let's say oh uh, what would you choose what what profession would you choose like what but one second do i do i get the skill yeah yeah you can you can draw like you or maybe you don't know though like maybe you discovered wait, wait, no do i get the skill forget drawing like you're saying i get to be any profession do i get the skill like so if i want to be a singer do i get the skill of singing of yeah 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 do i get like a great <laughs> because i know i can put in the hard work to get wherever but if i don't have like at least the starting skill it's very hard no you can choose that gift like you can choose the gift and you wake you can wake up with you don't understand these questions uh, will haunt me for a while now because i love thinking of things like this <laughs> okay. okay let's see all right um this is a very good one this is a very good one though my profession is pretty much the best at this point it's very fun i 
think, I think, uh, you, maybe something with my hands. I feel like I'll still have to do something with my hands. I don't want to say the word. Sculptor or like a ceramic artist. Yeah. Oh, man. It will be, see, again, like, that, I try to think, see, this is the, um, very very uh organized person and me where i have to think of would i be able to sustain my uh house and all those things with with that profession um how would i you know that think of that but if it's just a generic question of a random uh random profession uh yeah maybe maybe something just using my hand it could be sculpture it could be uh it could be ceramics or anything like them using my hands even even for that matter toy maker but physically making toys not like uh 3d modeling that sounds boring ish <laughs> so yeah that's what we're good so maybe like in 10 years you are like a ceramic artist <gasps> it's my reti- one of my You can follow Alicia's work on Instagram if you aren't already and get your hands on her adorable products along with the 2023 planner on her online store linked in this episode's description.